Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 2nd of December. Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria are on flood alert as the wet weather across Australia continues to break records. The deluge has now turned deadly with a 73-year-old man killed after he was caught in his ute in rising floodwaters near Toowoomba. Emergency services have carried out numerous rescues and responded to hundreds of calls for help with more than 100 millimetres of rain falling in 90 minutes in some catchments. Here's Queensland's Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner, Greg Leach. Once again, though, we've been called to incidents overnight requiring uh, people to be rescued from floodwaters. And I can't emphasise enough the dangers of driving into floodwater. We've been getting this message out there for a long time now and people still aren't taking heed. If it's flooded, forget it. Flash flooding has also swamped parts of Melbourne with hail hitting local suburbs as well. And while the sun has started to shine for some areas across New South Wales, the state has now officially recorded its wettest November in more than 120 years. In other news this morning, New South Wales health authorities are keeping a very close eye on Sydney's sixth case of the new Omicron COVID variant. The new infection was confirmed yesterday with a chemist in the city's west, the only exposure site listed so far. Top experts still don't know if the new variant is more infectious or if it can lead to serious illness. But CSIRO Special Health Advisor Dr Rob Grenfell says even if Omicron is less severe, we still will see hospitalisation. It will mean that there'll be many more people that will be infected and just by the simple bulk of numbers there will be, even if it's not that serious, there really will still be significant numbers of people being hospitalised so it is still of major concern to us. Queensland is also now on COVID alert after a positive case was confirmed on the Gold Coast. Health officials are still trying to confirm what variant the new infection is and how they've contracted COVID. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says at this stage the state will still reopen its borders as planned on December 17. While New South Wales yesterday strengthened its quarantine requirements, Queensland's cautious border settings have already put us in a good position. No changes have been made to our roadmap. Queensland will continue to monitor developments and listen to the expert advice. To South Australia and former Premier Jay Weatherall is one of two people in the state who have contracted COVID. It's understood he caught the virus from an interstate traveller at a school reunion. And the South Australian Education Department has confirmed a school in Adelaide's northwest has also been shut down after a positive case was detected in the local community. Meantime, police have apprehended three people who escaped a COVID quarantine facility in Darwin. The trio escaped from Howard Springs yesterday, sparking a major police search before being taken into custody. They have all tested negative for COVID. And there's speculation. One of the key federal government leaders who helped guide Australia through the COVID crisis is now set to quit. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt is expected to confirm today he will retire at the next federal election. It comes after former Attorney General Christian Porter announced his resignation yesterday via social media. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and Premier Mark McGowan has announced a multi-million dollar plan to promote and safely reconnect the West to the rest of the world. 
Western Australia is set to reopen early next year after it hits the 90% double vaccination rate. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. That's right, Tash. We're set to attract major events, travellers, skilled workers and international students to WA. The Premier unveiling a $185 million plan to ensure our safe reopening next year. Our borders will ease once we hit the magic 90% double vaccination milestone. Mark McGowan says it's about securing our future. It's about ensuring that we focus on tourism, students, airlines and making sure we have critical workers in the state uh, and make sure as we come out of the pandemic we deal with all those issues. Meantime, from today, we can get a COVID jab while picking up our groceries. 14 Woolworths and Aldi stores across WA will start rolling out the jab for the next four days. To New South Wales now, where bus drivers in Sydney are walking off the job. They're demanding an end to a two-tier pay system they claim is unfair. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, Sydney's side is in the inner west and southwest might have some trouble catching a bus over the next few days. Services have stopped for two hours already early this morning and they will again tomorrow. And then on Monday, drivers say they'll strike for 24 hours. Transport Workers Union New South Wales Secretary Richard Olsen says they're trying to get rid of an unequal two-tiered pay system, but negotiators haven't been able to reach an agreement. This has been objected to by the employer and the employer's not coming to the table at all uh, to sit with us so therefore the bus drivers have no other option but to commence their industrial campaign. Commuters are being asked to plan ahead to avoid unexpected delays. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Better than expected GDP figures were released for Australia yesterday with the economy contracting in the September quarter by just 1.9%. That's right. The worst case scenario was a 4% contraction, all created by the lockdowns. But the result of 1.9% indicates that the Australian economy is much more geared up to cope with these things going forward. But the bottom line is, for the year, we're up 3.9%, which shows that for the other quarters, we've been growing like topsy. And I know the new Omicron variant has caused plenty of problems on the stock market, but it seems Wall Street has stopped stressing out about the new COVID variant. That's right. The first day of trading in December, US stocks are up. And this is a sign that the market thinks the new coronavirus variant won't lead to lockdowns. The stocks that are associated with reopening, like travel and hospitality, have all done well on Wall Street overnight. But we will have to wait until the drug companies give us the tick of approval for their vaccines before the stock market really stops worrying. And Peter, China is planning to reduce its dependency on Australia as a major supplier of iron ore, which will certainly cause some troubles for the Treasurer. That's right. China will boost domestic iron ore production by 30%, significantly ramp up investments in overseas mines and strengthen scrap steel recycling under a plan designed to break Beijing's dependency on Australia's most valuable commodity export, namely iron ore. Iron ore company tax revenue gave the Treasurer $15 billion last year and so he will not want to see China very, very good customer. Yeah, indeed. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time to-
to Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Alex Carey is being back to handle the pressure of a test debut in the Ashes. Yes, good morning, Tash. Peter Siddle knows all about playing in the Ashes, and while his test days might be behind him, he's still playing in the BBL with the Strikers alongside Alex Carey. So he knows a bit about the wicketkeeper who's been on the scene for a while. It looks like he will finally make his test debut and in the heat of an Ashes as well. The first test at the Gabba is next Wednesday, so not too far away. And Siddle believes that to he Kerry can deal with that pressure. Oh, he, he prepares well. He's the ultimate professional, so he'll be ready to go. He won't leave anything, you know, to chance, and he'll, he'll be ready to get out there and perform for Australia. Now, England uh, has copped some friendly sledging from locals in Brisbane ahead of the first test at the Gabba. Spinner Jack Leach says the joke might be on us with teammates Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad, hoping there's life in the pitch for the fast bowlers. It's going to be a green seamer at the Gabba, and I was thinking... I'm not sure that's the best sledge to uh, two of the greatest bowlers that England have ever had. We've had a lot of rain in Brisbane, so would not be surprised at all if there's a lot of green in that pitch next Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, no pressure for Paul Sam at Kerm. The Matilda superstar has some big goals to achieve with the World Cup on home soil coming up in 2023. Yeah, and she is uh, still, of course, at the peak of her powers and will be by then as well as uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, women's footballers in the world and certainly a household name uh, for a long time now in Australia. And this is the big tournament, she says. It's much bigger than an Olympics. Uh, Obviously, we lost that uh, bronze medal game. So the World Cup is the next on the agenda in Australia and New Zealand in 2023. And she's revealed to Channel 10 the legacy she wants to leave after that tournament. I always think back to Cathy Freeman. Whenever I think about the 2000 Olympics, I think about Cathy Freeman. And I think with this World Cup coming up, I want to have like the Matildas have a Cathy Freeman moment. Anyone in my around my age these days knows Cathy Freeman, remembers where they were, remembers when she won that race. I believe that the Matildas can have that moment and then go on from there. I hope people talk about this decade for a long time to come, but I think leaving a legacy, hopefully for me, is about winning things and and changing the game. And let's hope she can do it. Absolutely. And you've also got some more NRL and AFL news. Yeah, we'll start with the NRL and Tom Trebojevic added the Brad Fittler medal to his bursting trophy cabinet last night. The New South Wales superstar named the Blues best player of their origin victory. Turbo had already claimed the Wally Lewis medal as the best player from both origin sides, the Dallium and the Players Association award. And in some uh, AFL news as well, Richmond and Carlton have opened the season for more than a decade now. They may not be given the honours of opening the next AFL season though. Reports this morning that the AFL is weighing up, kicking off the season on a Wednesday night with a grand final rematch between the Demons and Dogs. The Tigers and Blues, Tash, would play the next night, the Thursday night, at the MCG. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. Dogs named Zoom, Fauci and even COVID are running around parks this year with pet owners apparently drawing inspiration from the COVID-19 pandemic. A pet care company has analysed millions of names submitted by pet owners with Bella and Max the most popular dog names for 2021. While many other owners have also been inspired by food with the pet name Caviar, yes Caviar, up 800% and Dijon up 700%, as you do. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
listener.